Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Y'all, while I absolutely am going to do an episode about the Dobbs decision, I am just, I'm just not there yet. Okay, I, it's still a little too raw for me. Plus, like, I, I feel like there's some very important conversations to have around what's going on with reproductive health care in this country. I think there's some, some people I want to have a conversation with so that you can hear what they have to say. Let's talk about breakups today. I have coached quite a few people through breakups lately and some some important themes and important topics and conversations have come up with them. While many might have thought I was going to do it about the Dobbs decision and the fall of Roe v. Wade, sorry. For right now, it's going to be a little bit more lighthearted. So today, let's talk a little bit about how do you know if or when it is time to break up with someone? What are some of those, I think, telltale signs? How do you actually execute a breakup? And what's appropriate based on the amount of time that you have been with this person? And then let's talk a little bit about how to get over that breakup. All right, first things first. When is it time? How do you decide if you should break up with someone? I think a lot of people, first off, a lot of people invest in people that they probably shouldn't you know there's a a difference between giving people a shot or you know testing the waters with someone like you got to get to know someone certainly but truly once they show you who they are believe them okay if this person is i just did a tiktok about this if this person is stealing your peace that is a big red flag to me what do I mean by that? You know, look, peace is subjective to everyone. Peace can mean being in the middle of the chaos and still feeling contentment and happiness in your heart. Like you may have a lot of shit going on in your life. It's not about the pace of your life. It's not about how much is going on. It's about how content and happy and calm do you and your heart feel around this person. Is there constantly a lot of drama around them? Meaning like they've got so much going on in their life that it seems like nobody could possibly have this much bad luck. Especially if now their bad luck is becoming your bad luck. They're probably interjecting some unpeaceful situations in your life. And unless you like the drama, maybe time to end things with this person who is stealing your peace. What's another indicator that you might need to break up? Again, if if it seems like, gosh, there's just like something, even I don't care if you can't put your thumb on it, if there just seems like there is something off, listen to your gut instinct. 
your body is sensing that something is not quite right. You know, I've talked about this in a previous episode with guests before about checking in with when your body is saying yes, very enthusiastically, like, yeah, this is great. I love it. I'm in versus like, um, I'm hesitant. My, my body's saying like, I don't know about this. Mm, listen to it. Really, your body is saying no. It's probably saying a hard, big, fat no. And you might be just trying to logic your way through the situation. For instance, maybe you're telling yourself, oh, I just, I just maybe haven't gotten to know this person well enough yet. I need to give them a, a more of a chance. Or perhaps you think you're being too judgmental or you're, you're jumping to conclusions. Well, either do some internet sleuthing, ask some more questions, or just listen to what your gut instinct is telling you, okay? Your, your body reacts to things for a reason. It is for your survival and your protection. So if the way that you're interacting with this person or the, the things that this person is saying or doing make your body have this reaction that makes you feel like, ugh, ugh, no, ugh, gro gross, whatever. It's negative. You know, it just feels yucky and sticky. That's how I often describe it. You feel yourself closing in, you're shrinking down even. You should not feel that way with someone you are dating <sighs> at all. Maybe in a, a little argument here and there, you might feel a little bit of those emotions, but on the whole, you should not be feeling this way with someone that is gonna make a good partner for you in the long run. Here's another thing that I think you should consider does this person respect your boundaries? These can be boundaries about sex. These can be boundaries about how much time you want to, uh, to spend together. There are limitless things that can be a boundary. For instance, if you are not ready to make a public statement that you're dating for whatever reason, whether it's you just don't put your personal life out on social media very much, um, you've got a situation you need to deal with in your life, be it having to do with your, your kids or your ex or your parents, it doesn't matter. Your boundaries are your boundaries. It is perfectly okay for them to ask about your boundaries. It is okay for them to, you know, try to understand your motivations or your reasoning behind your boundaries, but, and they are more than welcome to say that that doesn't work for them. But guess what? Like, then you're at an impasse and that's just a no-go right? If, if they say, you know, tough shit, I want you to do it anyway, or that doesn't work for me. Well, okay. Uh, you know, people have made their decisions and probably time to move on. You can certainly try to give it a little bit of time and see if, you know, one person comes around to the other person's way of thinking. But truly, if you are not on the same page about boundaries and if there is a lack of respect for that, could be time to have that breakup conversation. Okay, now one of the last things I think that you should really watch for and uh, something that could possibly lead to you needing to consider a breakup is uh, what is their consistency like? Okay, um, something that I try to help clients understand is that, you know, I mean, we all kind of understand that most people are on their best behavior, you know, when they first meet someone new. You know, we're trying to make good impressions. We're trying to put our best foot forward, all that good stuff. But also, if someone's put up 
a real big facade and they are just pretending to be someone that they are not, um, they can only do that for so long. That facade is going to crumble eventually. Okay, this is this is a narcissist's number one thing, right? Like they try to make themselves look great and then it, all of a sudden the, the walls come tumbling down and now all of a sudden you've revealed this completely different person. So not everyone who you're seeing different aspects of them three to four months in is a narcissist, so don't get me wrong. A lot of people may seem a little different three or four or five, six months after you've met them than they did at first. Perhaps it was your own bias that needed to get checked and you've just actually really gotten to know this person. But what I'm referring to here as a potential red flag is more of they seemed one way when you first started dating and now all of a sudden that does not seem like that's their viewpoint or you've just not seen that that action happen for instance perhaps you are wondering if maybe they answered that they liked hiking because you've got pictures of yourself climbing mountains on your profile picture and Oh, from your dating app, you know, uh, and then you, you went on a couple of hikes, but every time now that you're asking them to go on a hike, they're like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe another time. Um, maybe they were just putting on that facade to catch your attention and participate in something that they were okay with. But then once they were doing it with you, found that mm, you actually weren't that into it. Yeah, that's, that's something relatively minor. However, if someone seems super kind, and like they love everybody. And then all of a sudden you go on a date and they're really rude to the server. That's a lack of consistency. That's an outlying behavior, right? Up until now, they've been super kind to people. But now you've seen a flash of an inconsistent behavior. Now, we can all have a bad day or things like that. So what you really need to start watching for is again, when I talked about that was one outlying behavior, okay? One outlying you know, instance, all of a sudden are your, all the new um, points of data, all the new interactions that you have after that point also aligning with that outlier. Is it more and more seeming like the behavior you did not see? Um, the things that, you know, they were trying to hide from you just become harder and harder to hide. So if they're pretending to be kind and truly, they are, you know, a classist, elitist piece of shit, and they're rude to servers. <laughs> um, they're only going to be able to hide that for so long. So, after three, four, or five months, really start asking yourself, like, have I, have I seen consistency in the things that they've said and the things that they've done, or am I starting to see, wow, okay, that that's not, hmm, that's different. That's not what I thought that person would do based on what I've seen them do thus far. And if then, again, that becomes the more consistent behavior, could be that you've got somebody who tried to bamboozle you, basically. They tried to convince you of, that they were someone that they weren't. And uh, my friends, listeners, you deserve better than that. And let me just say, there's obviously a plethora of other reasons that you should like immediately break up with the person. I'm I'm talking about those big old red flags. Like they're a narcissist and they won't take no for an answer. They're abusive. Abuse hardly ever starts off as anything physical. If you're getting any form of 
psychological, mental, or financial abuse vibes, run, don't walk. Also, just backing up there for a second, did you know a really easy test for trying to see if someone is a narcissist is to see how do they take your no? And this could be a simple thing. They say, hey, I'd, I'd really like to have this for dinner. You say, no, I'm not in the mood. I think I want to have something else for dinner. Just see how do they, do they try to renegotiate? Are they bad-mouthing your choice? Whatever they're doing, are they just trying to push you into accepting what they want without any regard for what you want in that moment? You might be dating a narcissist. And unless that narcissist is in therapy and has a great amount of self-awareness about uh, their personality disorder, then that's a hard no-go. We don't fuck around with narcissists, y'all. Now let's talk about some of the ways to actually execute a breakup. I, I give a wide variety of advice when it comes to breakups because it really does depend upon how long you've been dating this person and how deep is your commitment. If, if you've only been casually dating somebody for say two to three months, Maybe you've only slept together a couple of times. You know, you've not really met each other's friends, family, stuff like that. You don't, you know, stay over at each other's homes consistently. There's not like a bunch of your stuff at their house, vice versa. It's, it's cash. I do think that you owe that person a little bit less than you do say someone you've been married to for 25 years or even married to for five years, whatever. But, um... At the very least, you do owe them respect, okay? But you also have to do, you know, what's best for you. I think many people avoid breakups because, you know, maybe they don't want to be alone. Um, yeah, maybe in so many ways they often enjoy the other person's company. It's just that it's the, I like them, but, and the buts, like the pile of buts is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and, you know, perhaps a lot of people have that innate compassion for the other person. They don't want to hurt someone's feelings. They don't want to break someone else's heart. But then all they're doing is breaking their own heart time and time again when either their boundaries are not being honored, they're not being listened to, or their peace is being stolen. So, I mean... Yeah, someone's probably going to get hurt. You may even get hurt in the process of this breakup. But like, what's your alternative? Keep staying and hope that it works out or walk away, right? Sometimes you just got to walk away. I don't want to say like cut your losses. Uh, this isn't about winning or losing. This isn't about gaining something or losing something, okay? Dating someone also isn't a waste of time. You learn valuable lessons with every interaction you have with someone. You gain more discernment with every person that you date. You learn more and more. You learn to refine more and more what it is you really want and need in a partner. And you learn how to better look for that next time. But if you are dragging your feet, not breaking up with this person or not walking away from the marriage, if you continue... To, you know, if you've done your best on this relationship, you've given everything, maybe you're in a couple of years and y'all have had the conversations, you've been to therapy, you've tried the stuff and it's just nothing is changing. You know, maybe you're getting the apologies, but you're not getting the change in behavior. And that's just straight up manipulation. Because an apology without change is manipulation. 
One of the tactics that I often prescribe for people is to, I don't necessarily want to call it a slow fade away, but it's sort of a dialing down of things. You know, if, if you are spending all your free evenings with this person that you're dating, perhaps what you start doing is making more like very specific dates saying, you know, I'm, I'm really busy this week, but I can definitely see you on Thursday and Friday. So reducing the amount of time that you're making yourself available for this person and see how, how they take it. Perhaps this may be viewed as a bit of a test. And yeah, it kind of is. You know, if you've been giving someone all of your free time and then all of a sudden you start setting boundaries, yes, it could be a little bit jarring, but also... If this person really does want to be with you, shouldn't they be understanding no matter your reason? I mean, you don't even really have to give them a reason at all. You can just say it's oh, it's a really busy week for me or, you know, I do go make plans with a friend. You don't necessarily have to lie about making plans with a friend that you haven't seen in a while. Do go make those plans with a friend. You may even find that perhaps there's some people that you haven't gotten to spend as much time with since you've been in this relationship and you need to rekindle those friendships or those bonds. So reach out to some people that you want to hang out with or haven't hung out with lately and just go live your life and let them fit in to your life rather than the other way around. Sometimes people aren't willing to also repeat themselves especially when it's like setting a boundary you know you've told someone no once and maybe they don't listen to it some people don't try to keep reiterating their boundary you know maybe in the past they've had someone show them that their no isn't respected so you know they may speak up but then not push the issue and enforce the boundary or you know expecting any form of accountability for that boundary being crossed. So if you're thinking that maybe your relationship is on the, the brink, I think one thing that you can do is to try to start restating your boundary and restate those boundaries over and over again anytime they're crossed. Make it clear, this is not okay. You can't do this. I don't like this. You know, However you need to verbalize it and you need to also be clear with them that this is a boundary you keep violating. This is something I'm not okay with. And there needs to be some accountability. There needs to be some consequence to that. This is a move I think that is to empower you to recognize like, hey, wow, fuck, my, they do not listen to me. They don't respect this. I think it's very eye-opening for people when they start realizing, wow, how many times do I need to say this again how many times do i need to ask for this again and you know if it's something that's truly hurtful it's something that makes you feel uncomfortable and they keep doing it you deserve better and then of course we've got the much more direct method i don't think it's okay to break up with anybody via text i don't care how long you've been together uh my dear sweet love, Matthew, we uh, actually are on our second, uh, what do we call, we call it part two, because we dated briefly in 2019 and then got back together in the throes of the pandemic. And um, yeah, he broke up with me by text. 
he realizes the error of his ways. However, he does also have a speech impediment. So, if, if you have a stutter, if you are not fluent, I give you a pass for using a form of technology that helps you clearly and concisely express yourself. That being said, I think that most of the time, a breakup deserves a phone call or an in-person conversation. I think that it's a balance in a breakup between being really honest and being kind of short, okay? Like short on details is what I mean. And here's the thing. Sometimes in a breakup, especially if the other person did not see it coming, which that's a whole other thing. Sometimes when we are breaking up with people, we inadvertently say things that open up that person's mind to thinking that there's possibilities okay that perhaps there's something that can be renegotiated or you know I can just I can say something it'll remind them of the thing and and then then they won't break up with me so I think that you have to be honest and say things like you know I've enjoyed our time together but there's just some some things that aren't working for me and I wish you the best but we are not on the same page it has a certain level of, of honesty and clarity in that you were saying there are things that are not working for me. You might consider not necessarily getting too far into the weeds of details. Because if you say, this thing didn't work for me, uh, you, you do this thing. They might try to point out all the times they didn't do the thing. Well, well you're forgetting about all this. What about when I did it? try to remove their ability to renegotiate. That's a little different. If you have been married for a long time and this is coming out of nowhere and they're like, wait, what? I'll change, I swear. Maybe give that person the opportunity. I'm not necessarily talking about those folks, okay, here. What I'm talking about is, here's something. You've only been dating a short amount of time. You're, you're not really sure whether or not this is, you know, someone you want to be with in the long run. And they are really pushing you to, you know, meet each other's families, meet their parents, you know, go on family vacations. And it's, it's a bit much for you, especially with the level of commitment that you feel like you're willing to give this person. Okay. Uh, maybe you got out of a long-term relationship and, and now you're dating and then this person's like ready for you to commit. And you're like, I am not quite there, okay? If you figure out that this person is just going to continue to push for more and more and more commitment and you're not there, can probably time to put on the brakes. And again, let that person know like, hey, it, right now I'm just not in a place that you are... I think you are much more committed to this relationship than I am. You are giving more than what I'm able. So, you know, if, if, if you give a whole lot more, give more specific stuff, that person may try to come back and, and renegotiate. So just be short, be clear. And then if they are starting to try to renegotiate and you're not down for that, you may just need to end the phone call walk away, whatever it may be. Hmm. Now let's consider ways to get over a breakup. Look, I know that being alone isn't much fun for some people and that some of us have to actually get used to this idea of being alone in our, our space, in our heads. <laughs> and if you've not had that 
it can be scary at first. I get it. Been there, done that. I actually didn't live completely alone, like in a solo apartment, solo living situation until I was 30. Yeah, I was 30. I was scared to fucking death of living by myself. Oh my God. You know, I don't, I don't have kids. Uh, when you got myself a cat, um, actually the apartment I first, oh wait, hang on. The second apartment I lived in solo was when I ended up getting my cats. <laughs> uh, you know, get, get you a pet, get you a hobby, meet your neighbors, but also recognize that like loneliness and being alone are, are truly not the same thing. Loneliness is more of a, a state of, of mind, truly. I mean, connection comes in a multitude of ways. And I, I can't say this for all people who say they feel extreme loneliness, but oftentimes, you know, loneliness is, is something of our own doing. It's because we are choosing not to try to create new connections. If you walk away from a marriage or you walk away from a relationship, yes, you're going to be alone. That doesn't mean that you have to be lonely or sad. Like, you'll feel those emotions. Let, let yourself experience the full gambit of human emotions 100%. But staying stuck in this sensation, that you know, mindset of loneliness, it's not going to get you anywhere. It doesn't feel good. So if you feel those, those feelings in particular lingering for too long, reach out to somebody. Whether that's a therapist or a coach or that's just a friend. Uh, get out of the house. You know, make connections somewhere. Get back on the dating sites. There's so many options to, to combat that feeling. But loneliness, if you've ever heard of Kurzgesagt, it's my favorite online learning resource they did a wonderful video about loneliness and how it truly is a self-perpetuating cycle you can break that cycle or not even get into that cycle being alone doesn't mean you're going to be lonely but you might have to work on your mindset on that one not everyone should jump right back into the dating pool y'all um <laughs> The, the studies are out there showing that men typically jump back into the dating pool a lot quicker than women, whether it's from divorce, breakup, or even being widowed. But, um, I mean, it's, it's not always the case that men are jumping right back out there like two weeks after a relationship ends. Take a little time, do some self-reflection, perhaps do some journaling, or talk to some, you know, trusted friends or, you know, a sibling maybe talk about some of the most important lessons that you learned, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What is it that you learned from that relationship that will help you in your journey in finding the, the next relationship, the person that you can fall head over heels in love with and like have all that great shit, you know, because I don't think that there's a single soul person out there for us. I think there's a handful of people all, they're, they're spread all over. There's a handful of types of people that we could be incredibly compatible with. And it's up to us to discern that person from the crowd. But unless you learn some lessons through the dating process or, you know, do that really hard self-analysis that makes you go like, you know what? Here's what went wrong in that relationship. Here's how I fucked up in that marriage too. 
here's the things that I should have done better or that I wished I would have had in place or here's the expectations that I should have, you know, stuck to or boundaries I should have maintained. What are the lessons? Beyond that, during a breakup, like, do some growth. Read some books. Listen to some podcasts. Watch some YouTube videos. Learn more. Learn more about communication. Listen to, if you don't listen to other episodes of of this podcast, although, you know, I'm 133 episodes in at this point. I'm sure there's more than, you know, a couple episodes that might appeal to you in my catalog. Uh, Find another podcast. One of my favorites is Small Things Often from the Gottman Institute. It's great because it's short. It's under five minutes every episode. Most are like three or four minutes. And it's just focusing on one very brief topic um, that research shows help with you know healthy relationships and help people be happier all research based on that one take some time do some more self-reflection learn more about yourself learn more about what you want in a relationship learn more about your sexuality maybe you go out and you date casually and you try some of those things that your former partner never would try with you maybe you join consent Kansas City or another kink affiliated group in your area and you meet some kinky singles that you can just go have some playtime with but um, or just ask them questions learn more about these things go to therapy go to a coach go to group stuff do some self-reflection and some self-analysis you'll be much happier in that next relationship if you do that And finally, there's that old adage of the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. (laughs) Just do it safely. And, I mean, think about it before you just jump right back out there. Truly, sometimes people are like, fuck it, I just want to get laid. And that's respectable. I ain't hating on that. And then other people need to take their time. So, that approach does not work for everyone. (laughs) You know, some of us aren't aren't super casual about sex or have never even had casual sex so take that bit of advice with a grain of salt it may or may not work for you but what could work is at least getting out meeting people you don't need to have sex to go out on a date these days it is not a prerequisite also um y'all you don't have to be sending nudes nor asking for nudes sorry i just had to throw that out there but for some people, they just they just want to get out there and engage with other human beings, have a good time. Our connection to our sexuality varies from person to person. Some people need a deep emotional or spiritual connection with somebody or to be, you know, they have to be super attracted to their intelligence before they feel any sexual attraction. Those are my demisexual and sapiosexual folks out there. Um, and then there's plenty of people who are asexual or on the ace spectrum they're just not sexually motivated so like maybe they just don't want to go out and get underneath someone but they do want to go out and meet someone new and just enjoy a beautiful human interaction and have a good date have a good conversation make a new friend all right well i'm sure i miss some stuff that someone will email me or even I'll get you know put this episode up and then two days I'll be like ah I should have included that but tell me what are your best ways to get over a breakup how do you how have you broken up with people how have you been broken up with when did you decide you needed to break up with someone email me Kristen at openthedoorscoaching.com I would love to hear your stories 
And of course, if you would be interested in being a guest on my show and maybe talking about your breakup story or your sex life, anything in between, send me an email too. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes or stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the Dirty Bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Open the Doors Coaching, if you have a question, want to book a session, or want more information on my upcoming workshops. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.